Welcome to the Bayside Church Weekly Message audio podcast, Frankston. Now, as you will realize and has been announced, we're in the middle of a series of messages about getting things straight based on the plumb line prophecy of Amos 7. Now, I firmly believe, family, that Father God still has that plumb line in his hand as he moves among us by his Holy Spirit today. God, in his word, the Bible, speaks of our salvation as being past, present, and future. We have been saved. Now, having been saved, we are being saved, moment by moment, hour by hour, day by day, week by week, year by year. And future, we will be saved. There is a time coming, and I'm probably closer to it than many of you, but I'm getting excited. Alice isn't, but I'm getting excited. And today, we want to talk about completely saved. But you know, because of Ben and Jason's visit, we've had to sort of cut this down a bit. So today, I'm just going to major on two facts. Number one, we are being saved, present. And number two, we will be saved, future. So first, let's have a look at we are being saved. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 and 5, and I know we use the NIV. I've used the Living New Testament for this, just because I think it comes across easier. Ephesians 2, 4, 5 tells us, God is so rich in mercy, and he loves us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. Now, family, has Christ risen from the dead? Has he risen? Some of you don't sound very much as if you know. Has Christ risen from the dead? Okay. Then right now, family, if we've asked Jesus to be our Lord and our Savior, we have eternal life. I think that's worth stamping about. We are saved. Now in the present, we are being saved. It's an ongoing process. In Philippians 2.12, again, Living New Testament, Paul tells the church in Philippi, Dear friends, you always followed my instructions while I was with you. Work hard to show the results of your salvation, obeying God 
with deep reverence and fear. For God, listen, for God is working in you and me, giving you and me the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Not always self, but Father God. And then in 1 Corinthians 15, 2, Paul writes, By this gospel, good news, you are saved if you hold firmly to the word I preached to you. Otherwise, you believed in vain. Now, I know from personal experience, holding firmly to God's word isn't always easy. Hands up if since you've become a Christian, you never once made a mistake. Never once. Because if you put your hand up, I don't believe you. Holding firmly to God's word isn't always easy. But that's how God wants it. To be always easy. I gave my life to Jesus in November 1955. Almost 60 years ago. And I know. Oh, believe me. And if I didn't admit it to myself, Alice would tell me. I'm still working out my salvation with fear and trembling. True. Fear and trembling, lest I missed God's purpose and let him down. That's the last thing I want to do. What Paul is saying is that on the human level, family, God may want us to do things or say things that are difficult and upsetting. Alice and I have had times, but it's lovely making up afterwards, isn't it? <laughs> but don't do it on purpose. If God directs us to do things or say things that are difficult and or upsetting, then we must obey God. Jesus deliberately stripped himself of everything, all of his divine rights, all of his heavenly privileges, and he crossed that incredible bridge between his Father to be with you and me. Wow. Just try to picture it, family. The unlimited God became limited man. Wow. But there was still one more downward step to come and live with people like you and me. Jesus, remember, our sinless Lord and Savior, had to descend to the level of sin-filled mankind. Wow, what a step.
Let's look at another of Paul's letters. 2 Corinthians 4.15. Paul writes, All this is for your benefit. Our benefit. Why? So that the grace, the grace that is reaching more and more people may cause a thanksgiving to overflow to the glory of God. It's for our benefit that the grace of God that God has given us through the death of Jesus Christ may, as it were, flow all around us no matter who we are, no matter where we go. I mean, I can't stop Alice. She's just totally on fire. Some while back, we were in Gloria Jeans, enjoying a cuppa, you know. And there was a couple of lads next to us. And one said, do you want another one? And he said, yeah, I wouldn't mind it. He said, well, I'll get up and go. No, no, he said, don't. He said, you're having difficulty walking, let alone standing up and sitting down. Immediately, Alice turns around and says, I'll pray for you. In Gloria Jeans. I mean, you don't do things like that, do you? She does. Even, and, oh, she tested his legs, and of course one was shorter than the other, and it grew, and he was cleared. We were in office works the other day. I wanted a new printer because my old one had broken down. And, and Bob, the fellow in there, came and saw us. And, oh, Alice said, you've always been like this, he said, for a long time. She said, sit down. Charles, get behind and pray, and I'll test his legs. She tested his legs. One was about that much shorter than the other. She prayed, and it grew. And he stood up. Oh, he said, oh, that's great. Oh, that's good. Absolutely tremendous. He said, would you pray for my son? Alice said, what's wrong with him? He said, he's on drugs. We're praying for him. We believe he's going to come off them. And you know, the interesting sequel to this is God never lets us down. I saw just the printer I wanted. Oh, it was absolutely ideal. It had got everything. The only thing it didn't do was walk across the floor. But it did everything else. It was $186 and I swallowed. But it so happened that we had some old refills and I'd got the uh, bill with me, the receipt with me. And we said, look, we've got these, would these help? And he rang up his boss and his boss said, oh yes, you can take five back. So instead of $186, we paid $36. That's our God, that's your God. God is so good. Family, when you've got Jesus as your savior, You've got God as your Father, Jesus as your Savior, the Holy Spirit moving with you. You can't do wrong.
You will not lose. I promise you. I'll be 87 in June. 60 years a Christian. God has never let me down once. Right, Alice? Right. Even when I've been sick, I've got better. I don't know whether Alice prayed for that or not, but it doesn't matter. Now, where do we go to? Where do we go from? Holding firm to God's word, family, isn't always easy. I know that. You know that. But that's how I believe Father wants it. Hold firmly to the word of God. What Paul is saying, I said I gave my life to Jesus. What Paul is saying is, on the human level, God may want us to do things or say things that are difficult or upsetting. And if God directs us to do it, we must obey. Paul faced incredible suffering, incredible trials, incredible distress as he preached the good news. Alice and I faced separation many times. We faced hardships, difficult situations, even illness. But we've traveled the world bringing the good news of Jesus. I don't know whether I've ever told you, and if I have, forgive me, because I'm going to told you again. I was in ministry. We had a lovely church, growing. There were about 30 or 40 when we got there. There was over 500 when we left. And the Lord said, I want you to stop pastoring and start traveling. And you'll be traveling around the world and you'll be doing it by faith. So you won't get any pay except what people give you. You're not to ask for money. You won't get any invitations except what people give you. But you won't ask for invitations. And I shared it with Alice. And she said, uh, I've got to pray about this. So she went away and she prayed. And she came back and she said, you know, Charles, I've been thinking about what you said God said. And she said, I think it might be quite exciting for a couple of years. Family, we were traveling for 21 years by faith around the world. We never went short. And we saw so many things. I could keep you here for three weeks talking about our 21 years of ministry. It's the most exciting time, I think, that we have ever had. Right, Alice? You feel that? We don't know, family. We don't know what Father God will challenge us to do in the future. But whatever it is, whatever it is, it'll be to his honor 
and it will be to his glory, not ours. Now let's turn to Hebrews. Hebrews 13, verses 5 and 6. Keep your lives free from the love of money. Oh dear, if only we could. And be content with what you have. This is God's plan. Don't worry about money. Be content with what you have. Because, listen, God has said, never, never, that's short for not ever, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. God is with us 24-7 when we're fully with him. And this in itself raises a problem. How can we learn to be satisfied with what we have? You know, family, the trouble today is so many people, they live a dissatisfied life in a dissatisfied world. They're never satisfied. The ads come on, tell, oh, I'd like one of those. Oh, wouldn't that be, oh, it doesn't matter if it breaks the bank balance. I mean, a new car is only $78,000. I paid $500 for my first VDAP. Prices have risen, haven't they? <laughs> Dear, I suggest, family, will you take it in the right spirit? If I suggest the solution that Alice and I have discovered, it's so simple and yet so challenging. Number one, you can remember it in five points. Number one, Seek to live with less rather than more. Number two, give Father God the tithe. The tenth, at least. That's his anyway. Don't hoard finances. Live in the faith that God will meet all your needs as you do his will, his way. We've been doing it now for yonks. Has God ever let us down, love? She shake, don't shake it too hard, love. It might fall off. Number three. Relish what you have and don't grumble over what you think is missing. Satisfaction. And number four, trust God to meet all your needs. He did through 21 years. In fact, it was amazing. We did a long trip once from Melbourne right the way up to Derby and then stopping all stops on the way back. It cost us thousands of dollars and yet when we got back I went to the bank got my statement and I found we were two thousand dollars better than we were before we left that's God and number five there isn't a number five I just can't count 
If we're firm to the end, family, firm to the end, we will be saved. Mark 13, 13 assures us, all men who hate you, all men will hate you because of me. But he or she who stands firm to the end will be saved. Family, we're in that process right now. We will be saved. And Romans 5, 9 and 10, since we've been made right in God's sight by the blood of Christ, he will certainly save us from God's condemnation. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. Now we are his children. One day at a time, sweet Jesus. That's all we need ask from him. Philippians 2.12, dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you. Paul, writing to the Philippian church. And now that I'm away, it's even more important. Work hard to show the results of your salvation by obeying God with deep reverence and fear. Not frightening fear, but fear that you might do something wrong. Keep it right. One more scripture, and I want to read this from the Harper Study Bible. Hebrews 7, 24, 28. Jesus holds his priesthood permanently because he continues forever. Consequently, he is able for all time to save those who drew, draw near to God through him. Listen. Since he, Jesus, always lives to make intercession for them. Do you realize right at this moment, right at the next moment, right at every moment, Jesus is interceding for you and for me before the throne of God. Oh, Father, Father, you see what Rita's going to do? No, don't let her do it. Stop her. Stop her, Lord. Oh, do you see what Michael's doing? Oh, look at the amount he's giving. Michael, are you sure that you can give that? Yes, go on. Then go ahead. I love it. I love it. Family, in our quiet time, in our praise time this morning, we are closer to heaven than we dream about. We're living on earth in a heavenly realm. I don't know about you, but I find that exciting. Jesus has ascended and is at the right hand of the Father, where he is right now, 
interceding, praying, beseeching for you and for me. Pause and think about that one. Right now. Right now. Jesus is praying for every one of us and every member of our family, believer or non-believer, simply because they belong to us and we belong to God. Wow. Wow. We have children who aren't full on, but we're believing. We have friends that aren't full on, but we're believing. Family, never stop believing. Our belief in Jesus and the ability his death has provided for us must mean that we are to stand firm right to the very end. And it will also mean we must take a resolute stand for Jesus no matter what circumstances we may be in. People may challenge your faith, even oppose your faith. We may face trials of all kinds. We might even cry out, why, Lord? Grief, Alice and I have found that it's to sift all those who are true, born, again, spirit-filled Christians from those who are just fair-weather believers. We are saved, family, when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior. God is our Father. Jesus is our Savior. The Holy Spirit is our strength and our advisor. The assurance of our salvation is that which will keep us strong to the end even in times of persecution. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! We are being saved. And finally, and quickly, we will be saved. Jesus is coming again. 1 Corinthians 15, 51 assures us, listen, Paul says, I tell you a mystery. We will not all sleep, but we will be changed. In a flash, love that word. In the Greek, the word is atoma. In an atomic second, as quickly as that family, we will be changed in a flash in the twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound. The dead will be raised imperishable. And we will be changed. I can't wait! At his second coming, the salvation that Jesus started through his life, his death, his resurrection, Ascension and high priestly ministry will be complete as we are ushered 
into eternity. Now let's sum it all up. Four points, and I can count this time. One, when we give our lives to Jesus, we're forgiven. We're saved from the penalty of sin. As we give our life to Jesus, we're being saved from the power of sin by the Holy Spirit. When we die, we will be saved from the presence of sin. And at the second coming of Jesus, there will be no more tears, no more death, no more wars, only peace, perfect peace. And we all should say, Amen. Now, family, I know it isn't usual in our worship, but just today, I'd like us to stand and say the basis of our belief together. Don't worry if you've forgotten it or you never knew it. I'll say a line and you can repeat. In other churches, it's called the creed. The Latin word, credo. I believe. Can we stand? We hope you enjoyed listening to this weekly message audio podcast. If you'd like to listen to more messages and find out more information, check out our website at www.baysidechurch.com.au. Church has changed. Check it out.